Hello, this is Robert Wagner, and you are listening to TV Confidential. It's a frame up, it's a crime. Better watch it or you do in time. What we mean to say is hey, it's a frame up. Ed Robertson, along with Greg Airbar and our guests Will Ryan, Nick Santa Maria, and Michael Schlesinger. Will and Nick are the stars, and Mike is the writer, producer, and director of The Misadventures of Biffle and Schuster, a collection of 1930s-style comedies that pay homage to the Three Stooges, Abbott and Costello, Laurel and Hardy, and other vintage comedy teams. The Misadventures of Biffle and Schuster is available now on DVD through our friends at Kino Lorber. Actually, I think it's on sale at Kino Lorber right now, or at least at the time of recording. Yeah. Save, save, save. Hopefully, Shut your deal. Yeah. Plus, I understand that some of the shorts, but not necessarily the, the features, some of the shorts are available for streaming on demand through we Amazon. Have, we, we put together a feature version for streaming, which consists of four of the shorts and like five or six little extra bits. Mm-hmm. That's called simply The Adventures of Biffle and Schuster. And you can watch that at Amazon and... Amazon uh, Prime. Prime. Amazon Prime. Uh, Vudu, uh, iTunes, and I think Google Plus, I'm not sure. You know, but So that's sort of like a sampler. Mm-hmm. So if you watch the quote-unquote feature version... And then you like it, then you can still go back and buy the DVD and get everything. I strongly urge, and Greg does as well, get the DVD. Because, yes. as you said, six hours of entertainment for less than 13 bucks, And you watch it over and over again. Over and over again. You play it for your friends. And you've got all the extra features. The and extras. to me, yeah, those are yeah. the best Which part. reminds me, uh, Michael, why don't you tell them about the awards we've been nominated ah, yes. for? Ah, yes. I understand, Mike, that uh, The Misadventures of Biffle and Schuster is up for a Rondo Award. Two Rondo Awards. What's, a, Ron- <laughs> what's a Rondo okay, Award? Okay, uh, the Rondo Awards are named after Rondo Hatton, the, the infamous creeper. horror the movie actor of the 1940s <laughs> who had a, a disease called acromegaly, and it gave him very distorted It's a condition. Features. It's a he condition. He actually picked yeah. it up during World War I. Uh, he was gassed. It must have yeah. been. Oh, uh, oh. And that's what caused it. Oh. So he was billed as the horror actor who needs no makeup. And he did a picture for Universal called House of Horrors, where Martin Koslick sculpted a, a bust of him. And so the wonderful artist Carrie Gamel, uh, or maybe it's Gamel, I'm not sure how he pronounces it. Gamel, I think, is correct. Created, well, he didn't create the awards, but he was the one who designed the award, which is a little miniature bust of Rondo Hatton. Mm-hmm. And uh, a man named David Colton, who for many years was an editor at USA Today, created the Rondo Awards, which uh, honor outstanding achievements in horror, fantasy, and sci-fi in all media, movies, TV, DVDs, books, magazines, And comedies, events, evidently. Li- yeah, everything. Now, I was hoping... Or what we do. I was hoping that Bride of Finkelstein <laughs> might get a nomination for Best Short. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get that, but on the other hand, we got two in other categories, which surprised me, because most of, of the, the DVD is not horror fantasy or sci-fi so it's definitely the the two nominations we got were for best classic dvd and blu-ray which fantastically is a a division for old movies so obviously we really did a good job of don't tell them them. yeah don't (laughs) say anything we we have no chance of winning right now don't this is this is a classic (laughs) example of the nomination is the win yeah and the second one, the one I'm really proud of, is that the nomination was for Best DVD Extras. I'm proud of that, too. Yeah, because you know, we I, worked... We, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, well, Bill and I worked slavishly. The, one of the hardest part was trying to get it down because there wasn't enough space to include it. We could have put in another two hours' worth of stuff, probably. <laughs> well, the vintage 1962-era interview with Biffle and Schuster in yes. character alone extra. Let me explain how that came about. Doug Knapp, our DP at the time, was living up in the hills uh, on named Wilsey Canyon Road. 
road, which seemed, you know, obviously. Propitious. Yes, thank you. That's the word. So uh, we were going to shoot the Mad Mad World outtake uh, up there because that's near where some of the movie was actually shot. And we found a great location, which was near Doug's house. So while we were in Doug's house waiting for the sun to be in the right position, and I brought my camcorder because I thought of wanting to do at some point sort of a Sunshine Boys type of interview with these two guys. And since they were already in their old age makeup Mm -hmm. and costumes, I said, this is perfect. So I set it up in Doug's living room. I had a list of questions, which, of course, they ignored. We just turned on the camera and they went off for about 10 minutes, completely in character, ad-libbing, and it was absolutely hilarious. And everybody loves that interview because it is so off the cuff and you can tell. And then just because, as I said earlier, I love to play around with color and things. The setup was that this was filmed by a KNXT news crew in 1962 anticipating when the movie came out but because their scene was cut they just left it unedited in the vault for 55 years until someone stumbled over it so then what we did was we doctored it to make it look like 55 year old 16 millimeter footage that was shot in eastman color Mm -hmm. so it's completely magenta you know he flashed (laughs) so there's light along the edges added some dirt made the sound a little tinny and i'm standing over bill's shoulder a little more purple a little less green that's it and then people look at it, and it really looks like 55-year-old, like your old yeah. home movies. It looks and I'm so proud of how that looks, yeah. because it's so authentic. The interview itself is hysterical. It's so on key. Everything came together. Mm-hmm. Everything just came together. But along those same lines, what Bill did with our faux Vitaphone short, First Things Last, mm-hmm. it's called, mm-hmm. you think you're watching a Vitaphone short. Yeah. It's the most mm-hmm. amazing thing I've ever seen. So kudos yeah. to, yeah. to and, you guys. Uh, and I asked him at one point to put in a slug which for those of you who don't know, um, back in the days when sound was recorded on disc, if the film got damaged, they had to put some footage back in to, um, to, keep, sync. to keep sync. And so what they would do is they just put in clear frames, which would project as black. So if sometimes you may see an old Vitaphone short or even an early talkie feature where the screen goes black for a couple of seconds. That's because that was the slug that was put in to keep the sound in sync. So I asked him to put in a slug. What he did, he not only put in a slug, but he added a fake bad splice jump. <laughs> and brilliant. it's so realistic. Yeah. It's like you really think that was a bad splice. And the, the, the image jutters, jitters for a second. And it, it's... It's just, the magic of what they can do nowadays. Yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah. Just incredible. It's, I, I, I'm always amazed. In fact, at, the, the, the Vitaphone shirt, that's one where I couldn't be there that day. And they just added me in post. Yes. And there, there were sometimes when somebody would take too long a pause in the middle of a line, and then he could just somehow magically yeah. squeeze it together, and it, it's astounding. It is. It but is. The, the thing is that we tried not to do anything that could not have been done photochemically, mm-hmm. but we used the computer because obviously it's quicker and cheaper. Mm-hmm. But we didn't CGI in any dinosaurs or anything, you know, right. like that. The only was, thing prehistoric were the jokes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, the only things that were created in the computer, not created, but were computer generated, uh, in Bride of Finkelstein, the rain and the lightning. Right. Because the stage we were shooting on didn't have a drain, so we couldn't use water effect. And it looks fine. Yeah, yeah a lot of the fine. lightning was uh, practical, wasn't it? Well, uh, on the set, yeah the, yeah, the strikes. But I'm talking about, you know, when the, the shots of the castle and then the opening credits. Oh, oh right, Jagged right. lightning bolts. Oh, yeah, those yeah, are yeah, not right. real. Yeah. Right. 
Although they don't look real, so it's, you know. Hmm. Apropos of nothing, I'd just like to say that all the powers of the greatest men in the history of the world have been gathered together and placed into the hands of the boy reporter, Billy Batson. When Billy pronounces the name of the ancient wizard Shazam, Shazam. he becomes in a blinding flash of lightning the world's mightiest mortal, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel! When evil is defeated and justice again established, Captain Marvel repeats the name of the ancient wizard and changes back to Billy once more. Murray Shiskel. So amazing is this change that most people never realize what has happened. Yeah, I mean, this too. is I what I don't understand. How can there be two Captain Marvel movies opening within a month of each other from competing studios? I mean, uh, an abandoned trademark. Is yeah, it's cause, it's cause two different comic DC book series. Owns Captain Marvel from the 40s because of the Superman suit. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, how did, how did Marvel end up with it also? That's uh, the, the, well, there's the, two uh, Avengers. The trademark name was, uh, yeah. There are two. John and the Steed original, and the original well, actually, Captain. John Steed is actually the first one. Because yes. that was before the comic book. Yeah. yeah. And where he's the sidekick. He's the number two. With Jack Carson? Sh- yeah. Sure. And they would say Shazam backwards? Yeah. That was their call right. to arms? Well, of course, that was Gilmer Pyle's catchphrase. Shazam! Shazam! Shazam. I'm going to sing myself a song! <laughs> the dream, the impossible dream. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm you know, back. I was dreaming the impossible I'm dream. Back. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> that Sergeant Carter was such a wimp. He should have killed him long ago. He should have. We would have helped. You know? If Oliver Stone directed those episodes, <laughs> Pyle would be a pile by yeah. now. <laughs> Like a Oliver pile. Stone, dilly dilly. <laughs> Oliver Stone. It would be a much. One of the suit. things about the our takes that's outstanding also is that yeah. after it's a frame up, when you're looking at the different oh, the paintings, paintings mm-hmm. you have I don't know how many different paintings that you look at and make jokes about, and we aren't spared any of those. And usually when well, they have the out, oh, there's even more. We shot- <laughs> what we did, well, those, there's three paintings on the wall, not including the, the main one. And so what we did, we, we rolled a camera, and I just, just started ad-libbing, and I threw did them some lines. you mention the painter? Oh, yes, Courtney Skinner. Brilliant. Uh, a brilliant artist. So I gave him the idea, and he executed them. And, and so I said, just, I threw them some lines once in a while. So we shot 23 minutes of them ad-libbing, which, you know, was a two-reeler in itself, <laughs> and then cut it down to 90 seconds for the feature. But there was enough good stuff left there. I said, we can use some of this in the outtake reel, and that's what we did. So I think there's like another four minutes or so. Because mm-hmm. a lot of it was either repetitious or just not very funny. Yeah, yeah. probably the latter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my, fav- <laughs> my favorite line, yeah, I hit my, head my on favorite the line in the entire short is one that Nick had lived. One of the paintings is called Canadian Gothic. And it's uh, American Gothic, and they're holding five infants, like the Dion Quintuplets. <laughs> Nick says, would you buy a painting like this? And Will says, I wouldn't, but I bet you Grant would. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nick comes back with doing perfect Cary Grant. I certainly would. It would be a wonderful addition to my home. <laughs> you do it much better than I did. But I, mean, I that, certainly would. It would be a wonderful addition to my home. That's, it was, and that just killed me. And I said, oh, my God. That, and I didn't write that. I just, you know. But, but what would Randy say? <laughs> but there you are. Uh, Ooh, something oh, just fell. Something fell. What was that? Even the furniture was laughing on yeah, the floor. see that? It yeah, fell on the floor. Here. That was my mail. Do you have any females? Our host has left us. While the host is gone, Biffle and Schuster will take over the show. Haven't they already? folks. Today we're being brought to you by Postum. Postum. The sticky little pieces of paper that you eat for breakfast. Minutia. And eat for breakfast. Mom, this cereal tastes like paper. Shut up and eat. You sound like Dad. What was Postum? Postum? 
What is Postum? It's, uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, it, beloved up yeah. by Mormons, isn't it? Uh, Mormons? Yeah. Well, the Mormon, the merrier. I always yeah. say. It's it's uh, not Ovaltine. That's what Mormon? it is. Didn't I thought post, it was cereal. Yeah, like post. Postum. Maybe. maybe. I thought it was. Like, or no, maybe it's or is is it like, like a, a creamer, coffee? creamer, or fake or coffee. It comes in coffee type jars. It's like chicory. Yeah, or something. Think, oh, yeah. chicory. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now that we've gone completely Sorry. off the rails. And while we're trying to regroup, we will remind you that our guests this hour are Will Ryan, Nick Santa Maria, and Michael Schlesinger. Will and Nick are the stars, and Mike is the writer, producer, and director of The Misadventures of Biffle and Schuster. Greg Airbar is with us. We hope you'll stay with us when we continue our conversation with Will and Nick and Mike when we come back for hour number two of T. TV Confidential. Stay with us. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.